This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. Hey, I've got something important to share with you listeners. Not only do I have M2 Liza Man. Hey, woo! <laughs> M3. I read some Mahaparn, Mahapan. <laughs> Keep trying. Uh, ma- Mahapan, mm, yeah. Hey, no, it, it's okay. <laughs> Did, correct me again. Yeah, ma- Mahapan, but it really doesn't matter. It's, Mahapan. Yeah, I'll respond to anything. M4 Lisa Weir. Hi. All veterans of the Short Code Podcast here with me today, but I do have our first new co-host of the class of 2021, M1 Mackenzie Walhoff. Thank you. Thank you for your bravery, Mackenzie. Yeah, you're welcome. You did, however, admit that you wouldn't have signed up if you had realized (laughs) that it took place just before your one o'clock exam. Yep, I have about an hour. Oh, it's okay. I have a one o'clock exam, too. Hey, here we go. Wait, Dave. Yeah. We have someone from every single class. How often does that happen? It doesn't happen often. Oh, my goodness. doesn't happen often. It's a well-rounded group of co-hosts today. Mm -hmm. Super rare. In fact, we're all women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the fact that we're all women, all young and all very good looking. Oh, wait, Dave, I suppose you can say Dave. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, oh Lisa Weir. I'm the I hottest person you're not a woman. I Shots fired. I, said, I was thinking woman. I was not thinking about any of the other adjectives in that sentence. Super hot. <laughs> I think Lisa just you. Lisa, uh, you have, uh, you wanted to get a word in but, uh, at the top of the show about this conference you're involved in, and I am yes. only too happy to give you that platform. Go. Sounds good. So I'm helping plan um, something called the One Health Conference, Iowa One Health Conference. Um, it's happening this uh, October 14th, mm. starts at 9 to 5. Um, we're hope this is like the second year running. Um, do for this conference. Uh, last year, they brought together a lot of veterinary students from Iowa State, um, public health students, a couple medical students, and um, some undergrads as well. Um, and everybody came together at the public health building and presented information and topics regarding One Health, which kind of has to do with the integration of um, human health, animal health, and environmental health. Hmm. So there's a lot of topics that can be kind of like in that realm. Something that always comes to mind is like zoonosis, like mm. pathogens from uh, animals to humans. So, so it sounds like it's about discussing the connections between all of these different areas of uh, health. Yeah, whether basically. it's animal health or or biodiversity. Or yeah. Yeah, and it's also going to be kind of a professional building experience to be able to like make connections with people across silos. Nice. Um, so it's really exciting. They have um, Dr. Lisa Conti, who is the um, currently the deputy deputy commissioner and chief science officer of the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Ooh. Yeah. Who's, who's also done work with, even though she's a veterinarian, um, she's done work with HIV and AIDS surveillance in Florida as well. 
Um, and so she's like the main keynote keynote speaker. Um, there will be opportunity for students to present some of their research. Um, it should be really fun. So oh, cool. just going to put that out there. Um, join us on Facebook. I think it's just Iowa One Health Conference on Facebook and to get information to sign up. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. Sounds really interesting. We've got a new Facebook group. <laughs> Transition. Yeah. I didn't, we didn't plan that. <laughs> We've got a new Facebook group for listeners and co-hosts to hang out in, share resources, ask questions, otherwise be awesome in. It's called the Short Code Podcast Student Lounge. And listener Kayla posted a question there. See, uh, admissions interview season oh. right around the corner. Wolf. Uh, probably still a little bit fresh in your mind, Mackenzie. So, very, very much so. So maybe uh, you guys can help her out with uh, with her question about questions from interviewers. Uh, Kayla's questions about questions is... What was the hardest or most surprising question you were asked at a medical school interview? Oh, okay. Were there any weird questions asked of you guys? I've only gotten one that particularly stuck out to me as a weird question. It's like, if you were a crayon in a box of crayons, what color would you be? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Also, and I also why? not a great question. Also, why? Yeah. <laughs> also, why? This literally does not tell yeah, you anything tell about you it. about a person? And worst of all, I was the first one called up. So what was your in. answer? Oh, I answered, oh my goodness. I said, I want to be the white crayon because no one uses it and I don't fancy getting my rub- my head rubbed against a piece of paper. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> okay. This is why you don't let tell me tell improvise. Science. Did you Did get you in? Did you get in? <laughs> <laughs> you no. don't have to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that had more more to do with, with like my horrible interviewing skills and my like massive panic rather than that answer, so... Okay. <laughs> I remember one time, it wasn't necessarily the question that was asked but one of the interviewers had asked me about what I did in undergrad and I told them that I had been a Spanish major and he started responding to me in Spanish and asking me questions in Spanish. Oh uh, I was like, wow, this is a lot of pressure and it was did, fine. But did you do, yeah, you did all right? Yeah, it was, it was okay. It was just very unexpected. Well, now you he can't prepare for that. Yeah. See, that's, that's very a, cool that you were able to do that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about these questions that they ask you, you know, like, you know, sometimes people say things in response to interview questions, then they it, they really shouldn't have said them, and now they have to actually talk about them. Never <laughs> put on your application for anything something that you don't want to talk about. Seriously. Because invariably, that will be the thing that somebody goes, oh, you were, uh, you know, Spanish major, and you're like, oh, well, I was actually a Spanish minor. But. <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't necessarily weird. I just was not prepared for it. Um, I got asked, I was just like talking to, it was like a one-on-one interview with a faculty member um who is very heavily he's like in the very science basic science Mm. um and he asked me what what of my biology classes were 400 level or 300 level or some something very specific and i'm like i don't know like like, my genetics class was kind of hard like (laughs) i don't remember calling it like biology 300 or biology 400 so like i literally had to like look at my piece he had a piece of paper with my application printed off and i had to like look through and be like oh yeah my genetics class that i took that i really liked was a 400 level but i guess yeah so he, <laughs> it was very. I mean, weird. what are we getting at yeah. here? Are we getting at? Did you take hard classes? Yeah, or are I we think getting so. at? Or, or is there like, 
Is he testing like your recall? What the hell? Because <laughs> I don't know. Does he want to know if your university even has 300 level classes? Well, yeah, because I mean, sometimes like, they did, don't go that by that it, nomenclature. What is a 300 level class? Yeah, yeah I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, he. Well, I went exactly. to I went to kind of a small undergrad that not a lot of schools know about, like Truman State's in Northern Missouri. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of people people do know about it. And <laughs> my roommate's gonna kill me now that she she's like every time you say I'm from a small school, Missouri, everybody always knows what Truman is. But I'm like, well, not everybody. Okay, clearly <laughs> the dude interviewed me didn't yeah <laughs> it was like is this an actual school <laughs> was basically i think the question <laughs> so that was a weird one but i you can't prepare for that <laughs> you're just like what about you lisa can you reach back in the way back i machine? don't know that i had any that were like really weird i mean the only one that really sticks out to me was so i i think this one was during the second year of my mph and so they're like oh, you're getting your MPH. What do you think about incorporating more like health systems training and EHR training into medical school? And so I- You're like, it's good? I know. I was like, I think everyone should know about health systems. And, but I am very opinionated about a lot of public health stuff. So were there any, were there any super difficult questions that you were asked? You're asking me way too far back, Dave. Okay. What about, what about you guys? Any super difficult qu- qu- questions that you just were like, I don't know, I'm stumped. The crayon one, definitely. Yeah, it's just the ones that are weird. Yeah, for sure. Because like, I'm weird. ready to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's like the question like, if you it have is. a Jehovah's like a Witness come one. in and like <laughs> the kid needs a blood transfusion and oh, it's a kid, like okay. what do you do? That kind of question. All like, right. I'm prepared for that. I'm not prepared to tell you if my genetics class was a foreign. <laughs> <laughs> So just like when something comes up that you're not expecting, like give yourself like two seconds to be like, think about it and then talk would be my I think for me, I had both experiences between like a normal traditional interview and then also an an MMI interview and be prepared. A lot of schools are switching over to the MMI interviews and I loved my MMI. Um, But the nice way I had mine at Michigan State um, and I really liked how they had it set up. They gave you time to look at the question before you were expected to answer the question before you had to go in. But expect some weird stuff. Expect actors and acting and playing games and reviewing comics and really, really strange things. Um, And for a lot of those questions, I had no idea what they were expecting me to say or what they tried to get out of it, but they're getting something out of it. So have fun. I think they might look to see how comfortable you are too. Yeah, I had an MMI interview. interview before and I know specifically that we're not allowed to talk about what 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 transpired within those mm-hmm. four hours or something but yeah that, it was really bizarre and every school is way different yeah it was I purposely avoided MMI interviews did I'm you not, really yeah sure. oh, but the I nice thing about them I is said. if you feel like one went bad you have like 10 of them yeah. so you, you can come back and just and like kick ass honestly the next one. yeah it's honestly just like not so much your like competency but like how you feel in those kind of situations and how you like conduct yourself so and you were not confident that i you was would... not i'm working on the confidence dave <laughs> you... <laughs> i'm working on it <laughs> good i think you're doing fine you seem very confident i mean kayla's question inspired me to let you guys to to set you guys up with a game of questions good you guys oh. heard of this game Here's how it works. You probably have heard of this game. Here's how it works. Oh, One no. of you will be the interviewer. Oh, no. And the other will be the applicant. Oh, we'll boy. do this in pairs. You will each participate at the medical school interview what? today using only questions. What? The rules are no statements. Oh. No non sequiturs. 
and no hesitation. What's a non sequitur? Yeah. Uh, it means that you can't just go off in a, in a sudden new direction because you can't think of anything. It has oh, to relate. Crap. Got it. One the f one utterance must relate to the previous utterance. I'm and so bad at these. <laughs> Woo, let's do it. If you fail at any of those things, your opponent gets a point. Keep track of your own points with those pieces of paper that I've put there uh, because I am too stupid <laughs> to uh, laugh and take notes. <laughs> Wait, so but what, you will be the scoring thing again. It's gonna be a struggle. One, if if you fail at any of the rules, no statements, no non sequiturs, no hesitation, uh -huh. your opponent gets a point. Okay. okay. So. Um, and maybe I'll award points just because you made me laugh. Just okay. willy nilly, be like point, right. point. Let's start with uh, Liza and Arisa. Oh no, Arisa's gonna be good. Arisa, yes. you're the. Uh, let's see, Arisa, you're the interviewer. Okay. And Liza, you're the the uh, applicant. Uh, go ahead. So why do you think you're a good fit for this school? What exactly are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I okay, thought this is going to be a bad one. Do I, I think, get a point? I think you get a point yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. on that one. Okay. So the idea is that you have to respond it's with hard. a question? Yeah, no, Always. it's hard as an applicant to be like, what is this school? <laughs> mm -hmm. Would you be able to explain? Just or like, so do you do you feel that my sports experience would make me a valuable contributor to this? Like my extensive experience and blah, 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 makes me a good thingy for the school? I don't know. Well, Maybe let's okay. Let's try it again. Let's try okay. it again. I'll give okay. you another chance. Go ahead, Irisa and and Liza. <laughs> Go ahead. Which one of your active of your extracurricular activities has best prepared you for medical education? She's just a. What would, you, what would be the definition of a prepared? <laughs> Keep going. Do you do you think that there are various different? Which qualities do you think would um would actually mean that you were prepared for medical school? <laughs> I can't. Can oh. I switch? Time <laughs> out. This is yeah. so hard. What would you guys say? All right. Well, let's. What qualities? You, no, let's what look, are qualities? What are you looking for? Specifically? What are you looking for specifically? Let's see if Which, Mackenzie and and Lisa. So Hard. Wait, who is the I'm interviewer sorry. here? No, it's okay. You're good at interviewing. Lisa, I'm you're, bad at responding. Lisa, you're senior on this team. You can be the interview. She has the most oh recent experience. That's true. At at, at uh, being interviewed, He's so coming up with answers off. The yeah. Back so Mackenzie, oh can they stop you really quick and ask if will there be Java House cookies as prizes? I wish I had thought that far ahead for you. I'm sorry. Oh, oh boiled eggs. Uh, maybe I would have worked harder. Boiled eggs. Oh, not God. that yeah. hard. I won a I won a quiz on here once and he gave me a boiled egg. That actually sounds really good. Oh, I want a boiled I egg. Eggs. So bad. Um, okay. Sorry, uh, Mackenzie. Why do you want to be a doctor? What are you looking for specifically when you're talking about a doctor specifically? <laughs> are, you, are you talking about an MD, a DO, a PA? Oh. Well, what kind of doctor are you wanting to apply to be? Which application is this again? <laughs> you just sound like a dummy. <laughs> you just sound like you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, how do I even respond to that question? You guys are failing. This yeah, is hard, this is Dave. So you bad. try. All right, all right. Don't Go they ahead. say you're never supposed Wait. to respond with, with a question? question. It's yeah. like we're, we're trained, it's whipped out of us. Yeah. Do yep. they say that? Yeah, let's say you, Dave. Okay. All right, go ahead. Who wants to be okay. my... Uh, Dave, bring make it. Make Arisa. She's good. Bring it. Who, oh, you want me to be the interviewer? Yes. No, no, you have to be no, the... You, no, I'm, you have to be the, the candidate. Oh, okay. Dave's the candidate. Oh, yes. Dave's the candidate? Yeah. Okay. He has to play his own game. I see you have an arts background. What about this makes you particularly suited for the career of a physician? What doesn't about it make me suited to be a physician? <laughs> Do you think that you have the adequate preparation for the rigorous academic training, especially in the basic sciences, required of you? Is rigor required? 
what you science think is required? Oh, sorry. Say what science classes did you take as a background? Uh, science classes? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, Dave. Yeah. You see, what kind of yeah? You sound stupid. <laughs> no, or a dick, like a dick, yeah. or like, like an a adolescent can I, girl. Can I, can I get a, can I get a student? Okay. <laughs> All right, now okay. I'll, now I'll be the. Uh, the interviewer and okay. Arisa can be there. She's gonna pray be good for my at this. no pray for my soul. Arisa, <laughs> <laughs> um, how many times did you fail at uh, something that you have tried to do? Do you quantify failure by a failure a mark on a record or as in a personal experience? Do you feel mm, that good. that question is important for me to answer? Yes, I do feel that it's very important because how. Um, <laughs> See, Dave. <laughs> you just uh, wait. Yes yeah. Or no oh no. Are wait. No, no. Wait. Yes. I do feel that's important because how um how else would I know how, what you are looking for um from what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay. Tap I lose. Out. I'm gonna tap yeah, out on that one because I, I lost track of what was going on. I got zero on. points. I got I got negative points. I feel like. <laughs> do I get a cookie yet? Yes. She's won by far. I will give you a cookie. Okay, the, well, you as, a good teacher. as is often the case when I make up games uh, on a Friday morning just before we we podcast, this may not be a good one. But I let's. I think it would be a good one with more practice. Yeah. So let's just keep mm -hmm. practicing. What the okay. hell? Okay. I thought that was fun, especially because I get a cookie now. Uh, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Arisa and, and Mackenzie. Okay. Mackenzie, you are the interviewer this time. Super. Hmm. Okay. So as the interviewer. You've got to be my Well, it's senpai. good to meet you. Why specifically did you choose this school to apply to? Hmm. What do you think is the best part about the state that attracts medical students? Nope, that's a non sequitur. No, it's not. Because if you're, if you're wondering about why do you apply to the school, location is a very big part of it. Well. It doesn't really boom. answer her question. Oh, sorry. you got to answer her question okay. with a question. Try again. Okay. Um. I particularly, I particularly like the, the very rig rigorous XYZ program in, in ABC, but do you feel that I'm a good fit for it? <laughs> two separate sentences. You're cheating. Yeah, semicolons no. don't count. That was, yeah. a that was a coma. No, I'm running on sentences. No. It's hard, Dave. Uh, I, I, I agree, it's hard. Okay, okay well, I love XYZ about the school, um, don't you think? <laughs> Don't David, you think? Don't you, um, don't you okay, think? No, XYZ is a great part of the school, don't you think? Yes. And it's a comma. Okay. You guys, I don't know. You, we were terrible at this. I feel like, I mean, I'm great at you're this. Gonna, we're terrible at this. I'm just going to admit that this game failed. <laughs> and I am so glad that I'm, I, I'm not even, I can't even delete it. <laughs> I can't even not include it in the it. final episode. Could you like delete my part of it? No, absolutely. You could like pick and choose, just have her talk most no. of the time. No, as long as you don't delete the part where you said I get a cookie. So. Oh, come on. This is the part of the podcast. You just leave it all in. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going. It's staying in. It's staying in. Uh, well, thank you for trying anyway. I mean, that is the most important thing. Just like when, you know, when you go to these MMI interviews, the most important part, part of it probably is just giving it a shot. And not eating the puzzle pieces. What? Correct. I have no so idea what confused. you're referring to. But I know, and the worst part is I can't tell you because that would that would entail me like breaking the contract thing. I can't. I literally they cannot you tell eat you a puzzle piece. They didn't make me, but I can't tell you more than that. Oh, what the heck? She 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 ate a puzzle piece. Look, we can, during I, her interview, she was like, "Oh, is that a puzzle? It looks delicious." No. <laughs> Sabotage the other groups. Yeah. I don't know where that puzzle piece went. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I, I can't tell you more than that. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, anyway. Hey, you guys. Uh, the FDA. 
has a, has a plan, has a big plan. To begin a public dialogue about lowering nicotine levels in combustible cigarettes. Combustible cigarettes? Sounds dangerous. To, well, dangerous uh, normal versus E versus versus, e. I guess versus <laughs> E cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, to non, I just had never heard that phrase before. Uh, to non-addictive levels through uh, what they call achievable product standards. So they're lowering, the theory is that lowering nicotine levels could decrease the likelihood that future generations become addicted to cigarettes and allow more currently addicted smokers to quit. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, the policy doesn't affect requirements for um, cigarettes and smokeless tobacco, only for like new products like uh, e-cigarettes, Oh, is my understanding. Wait, and so also wait, cigars? Com- you just uh, said combustible. Wait a minute. Yeah, combustible cigarettes. But e-cigarettes, you can already choose different levels of nicotine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, this doesn't make any sense to me. Is there any research at all showing that cigarettes with lower levels of nicotine lead to lower rates of addiction? I did not see that in their press release. And also, if that actually worked, smokers who attempted to be like, I'm just going to wean myself off cigarettes would be fine and do it, but... It never works. I mean, sometimes it works. Well, so not very often. I mean, there is. I, I believe there is some evidence that, for instance, e-cigarettes can, if if used properly, sort of help you wean off. So because you can vary the levels of nicotine um, in the juice yeah. that you buy. Um, I don't know how rigorous that you know how great that research is, or what kind of problems are associated with it, or you know the usual stuff that you're supposed to look for, but. They they uh, they're seeking public comment on the role that flavors in tobacco products play in attracting youth, and which may play which may be at play in helping some smokers switch to potentially less harmful forms of nicotine delivery. And they're looking for comments and scientific data related to the patterns of use and resulting public health impacts from premium cigars, which uh, which also I guess they're concerned about. <laughs> um, the the rules won't affect the marketing or labeling of nicotine products, um, which a lot of people are disappointed about. Um, but yeah, John, uh, you know, when I posted this, uh, John Pienta um, commented that <clears throat> uh, the problem with this is that people who, you know, w- when you reduce the levels of nicotine in cigarettes, people will just probably smoke Buy more more. because your whole Mm -hmm. goal, your brain's whole goal is to just continue acquiring nicotine at the levels that you're used to and more as tolerance And it probably still has the same amount of tar and all the other chemicals that are causing the problems. They're like not decreasing that. I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. When you look at people who have, who try to quit by also smoking fewer cigarettes, the cigarettes they do smoke, they smoke like further and further down the cigarette. So they end up with the same or more nicotine from each yes. cigarette, even though they're fo- smoking fewer Plus cigarettes. a little filter, you know. Plus that. <laughs> Plus so a little delicious filter. they still filter. don't really alter their nicotine content, which I think is going to happen here. People just yeah. smoke more cigarettes. And I mean, it's going to cost a lot more, too. And if we look at the general population, the majority of smokers do typically fall into like a lower socioeconomic class. So is this really just going to end up being kind of a tax on the poor? If they have to buy more you think cigarettes. It'll, you think it'll cost more because... Well, if they're still trying to get the same amount of nicotine, they're going to have to smoke oh, more I cigarettes. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know. What if what if? Oh, actually, no. This is a, probably a really bad idea because it's essentially just nicotine patches, but with cancer. Um, what if we? <laughs> what if? That doesn't sound like a good idea so far. <laughs> no, no. But like, what if? What if they offered like you know tr- like reverse training wheels, kind of like ni- like cigarettes with lower and lower amounts of nicotine. So you're still only smoke. You're still smoking. Like you smoke six, six cigarettes a day, yes, but then you're slowly tapering yourself down and down. But this is something that you're doing deliberately, and kind of using these as these lo- increasingly lower levels of nicotine as tr- reverse training wheels. Well, I mean that's kind of the concept that some people use when they buy different concentrations for their e-cigarettes. But it requires motivation on the part of the person. They have to be oh. motivated to want to smoke less, and so that's the problem mm-hmm. here. Like you can't just give people different cigarettes and they'll automatically be smoking less. Like maybe the they idea have to is be that, motivated to mm, smoke maybe it, cigarettes. Maybe the idea is, is sort of as Mackenzie speculated maybe um, re, you know since since you would have to smoke more you would have to spend more money and that will be a deterrent to smoking. That sounds very indirect. Yeah, that doesn't sound like good. So. That doesn't sound like good. Uh, I don't think classical yeah. anybody that has a problem with addiction is deterred by the money. Probably. I think. Well, I mean, there is some evidence that increasing the price of cigarettes has reduced the amount of smoking that Americans do. Like then why not secondary just tax it more? But that's prevention. A, yeah, yeah, that's not the way to go about yeah. things. It's a pretty indirect. Yeah. Mm, but looking at this, you, um, we're not. Lisa brought up a good point that we're not targeting people who are trying to quit. We're targeting the people who are not intending or like not currently yeah, smoking. Or not, or yeah, or not currently smoking. Yeah, so and that's, that's the other that's thing. New. But you're what you're doing it. But what you're doing there is it, like if if you end up smoking more, if as a current user you end up smoking more, even if it prevents younger people oh. who don't smoke, you're doing that at the cost of the previous generation of people who already smoke and that's going to cause at least short-term mm. difficulties maybe oh Until they all die this yeah. is my yeah let's like well, let's question. kill off all these guys at the yeah I mean, no, I mean, let's not kill anyone off. yeah <laughs> no but this is my other question is there research showing that the level of nicotine in those cigarettes has actually proven to be less addictive than the current right. level so yeah. I, we don't think we know that i think they're just kind of mm. arbitrarily choosing a smaller amount. And well, there's a there's hundreds of compounds in cigarettes. That obviously, mm. it would make it less addictive, which is a very large leap of faith. Well, I think that's part of what they want to do. Is I mean, they're they're basically establishing this comment period so that people like you can weigh in, can weigh in <laughs> and say, you know, I don't think this is going to work here, or, or even scientists who are like, you know, we've done a study on this and it's not you know gonna work or it is gonna work or or whatever i i'm looking forward to hearing more about this i mean this is among probably one of many things that should be done or that could be done and we probably should be doing more um Mm. and continuing to do more to eliminate cigarette smoking although i confess that i really used to enjoy cigarette smoking (laughs) (laughs) but now that you're working in medical school you have you're bombarded by information about I've always you been shouldn't. bombarded by information. I'm not an idiot. I'm just... <laughs> addicted. I, I was just addicted. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Not as much as some people I know. But anyway, mm-hmm. the point is, I get it, smokers. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some interesting news. People in the U.S. who search Google for depression on their phones now have the option to take a screening questionnaire to test whether they're depressed. So Google 
is will include in their search results a link to a tool called the PH Q9. Q9, I think. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. PHQ9 screening questionnaire. Um, this is uh, this is an effort that they're doing uh, at the uh, w w in collaboration with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and um, of which we have a chapter here at CECOM. Uh, and the, the hope is that by making the questionnaire easily accessible, more people will become aware of and seek treatment for their depression, which sounds good. I mean, I can't imagine a downside to this. Uh, yeah, but if you're searching for depression on Google, I think you kind of already know you have depression. Mm, not, not necessarily. necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think it would be helpful if they, mm -hmm. you know, while doing this also included different links you know suicide hotline links even just ways to get in contact with your physician well give it a try right now it's it's actually okay. it worked for me let's do it, it you just google depression yeah just google is depression. anything that includes okay. depression like well, am i, I supposed to admit about like sadness over this thing that if i come up and it tells me i'm depressed am I well supposed we don't to say that? we don't have to i, I assume <laughs> that am i gonna the, be on some government database <laughs> yeah well, these oh are all God. the people we don't want i i assume that uh okay i'm looking up constant sadness <laughs> i just come up with clinical depression nope Okay, so, Check if you're so scroll down. Yes, there right you there. go. Wait, where is it? Get started. So, like, if you go, and under you the have picture this, like, of the woman with the sad, sad brain. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's. It's under the sad. I don't brain? think I would have seen that because that's the kind of Wait. thing I just scroll past normally. Where is Guys, it? Guys, I don't get it. No, I just I searched up depressed. No, yeah, look. look. We'll look at the top. It's right under that picture you of the see lady. See the sad lady? No, like hiding sad lady? No, no, no. I don't have a sad lady. What did you just search depression? Oh, you put sadness. No, I put depression. Oh, yeah. No, I put depressed. Just Search for depression. Okay. This is okay, interesting. So we, this is we found, interesting. We found in. We found a flaw, maybe. Yep. Finding it. Get oh, started. I got a sad lady. Sad. <laughs> How okay. often? Oh my. Do you want us to like read these questions out? Uh, sure. What, what's so the, the first one says: Over the last two weeks, how often have you been bothered by any of the following problems? Um, little interest or pleasure in doing things. Depends. Am I studying for my foundations exam? <laughs> <laughs> More <Okay>. than half. Yeah. <laughs> Over the last two weeks, how often have you been bothered by any of the following problems? Feeling down, depressed, or hopeless. What about riled up and anxious? That's yeah, a, that's, that's a different... Well, no, I mean, that's test. among the... That is among the things that I read <laughs> in this article that they were looking for, because that's among the symptoms of depression. But I think you have to, you have, to have several, mm. probably... For the PHQ-9? Yeah. Yeah, you get a score. So if you put, like, not at all, it's zero, and then... A few days it's like one and then more than half the days is two and then nearly every day is three mm. and then, they and add then them up. yep and a, if you use a cutoff score I think the total you can get is 21 and at a cutoff score of 10 or more it's approximately I think around 88% sensitive and specific for a diagnosis of depression this my friends is the benefit of having an M4 <laughs> on the short code podcast <laughs> who wants to go actual, to psychiatry actual, <laughs> yeah. psychiatry. actual knowledge <laughs> instead of our usual BSing <laughs> I can't actually get this link to work I can't click on it at all so so, so too bad for you yeah, sorry I I oh that's because I've turned off my, oh. it's because my phone's on airplane mode Dave you need to turn on wireless yeah I'm sorry <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, you know, I know how to operate the things. <laughs> well, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Does anyone here use Tumblr? Oh, uh huh. Yeah, there Tumblr had, had not a you. Similar... I mean, I look oh, at yeah. websites on Tumblr. <laughs> I don't. Not a Tumblr. -er. A tum a Tumblrina, as we call them sometimes. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. 
Um, yeah, but Tumblr had a similar po- had had something similar. If you look up like suicide or depression, then you'll get you'll you will get um not not a PHQ nine, but links to resources. A lot of social media yeah. websites do that, though. I think Instagram mm-hmm. does the same thing. If yeah. you do like a if you try to search like hashtag self harm or something, it'll actually pop up with a like think link to a hotline or something yeah. mm-hmm. i can't think of yeah so i can't think of anything bad that comes out of it so i think but i can't see i don't see it as a particularly effective tool um tool either but if it's gonna if, even if it needs to reach one hundred thousand people to reach one person who needs it then who's to say it's not working i think the great thing is i think it's going to target kids mm. who are you know maybe eight nine ten eleven twelve who don't really know that much but maybe have heard the word depression but we're not necessarily actively talking to these kids about depression so maybe they're more likely to google it figure out that they have it and then maybe a little bit more likely to ask their parents about it which does lead to a problem because i'm not sure that phq9 has been validated in children they have slightly different (laughs) symptoms of depression but it's still like yeah it's a good concept of people who may may not want to talk about it or may not know what's going on and just like or it's not search for some random symptom and pops up yeah Mm. It would be cool if it would be I know this is this is stretching really really far but it would be cool if we could if there was some research or some paper showing us like people with people with depression what are the things that they google prior to diagnosis I think they've tried to do that actually you can use google analytics for anything yeah oh I don't know how to computer (laughs) well but that would be that would be cool if we could have it show up for that too because I feel that people who need it might not be googling depression they might be googling things like constant sadness or yeah down all the time or exhausted Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. totally agree and you prove that it doesn't work with sadness right yeah but then again we can't attach this form onto like every single google search like puppies or bunnies or something like that yes somebody who is depressed could be seeking out puppies or bunnies therapy in the form of small fluffy animals right (laughs) but like i think that we had some guidance on like what kind of things do depressed people normally search for prior to diagnosis i think that that could go a long way towards targeting this population yeah it would be a really interesting study actually yeah look someone give me money so i can do it (laughs) i'll do it just give me lots of money (laughs) i've just i'm sorry i've just received word that my my uh basement flood that while that (gasps) all that (laughs) All that blinking, all that beeping was my basement flood sensor going off. Oh, oh no. But my wife is there. Do you have and a picture? Yeah. Is it bad? No, no, no. My no. wife is there and says that there's, I don't see a problem. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You have a sensor for your basement? That's really cool. You I've had three, I've been fired by my insurance company because we had three floods in our house no. due to various water Flooding is pipes breaking and it is the worst. It's and, awful. And you have a basement period? Cool. Uh, well, we're pretty, we are pretty, pretty fancy. And that I guarantee is my wife calling. So. That's pretty damn posh. I'm in the middle of something, honey. <laughs> Funny story about flooding, actually. You know, first year of college, um, my heat, the, the water heater exploded and my entire... F- apartment flooded mm. um first year of medical school my um the water heater broke and my entire apartment flooded <laughs> once i was a hotel i was just staying there for a night for an interview and then um the water heater broke and the entire hotel flooded <laughs> Memo remind to me myself, not to do not invite Iris over. <laughs> <laughs> unless you really needed a new water heater in yeah. which case like uh you might have heard that our old friend martin shkreli Okay. Was found guilty of three counts of securities fraud this past August. You know, I said I wouldn't discuss Martin Shkreli again, but I can't not <laughs> discuss Martin Shkreli. He's, he's a little scamp. Look at his face. Uh, you have to such discuss. such a punchable face. No. It is. Uh, 
Yeah, so he was found guilty of three counts of securities fraud this past August. Reason enough to call him a bag of dicks, but... <laughs> You'll recall that he's also the one who raised the price of Daraprim, which treats toxoplasmosis and cystoneurosicosis. I don't know. Cystoisosporiasis, since you forced me to pronounce a word. These are things of particular concern to AIDS sufferers. By about five, he raised the price by about 5,000%. Not a popular guy. Remember... Though this trial wasn't about drugs or price gouging, it was about Shkreli using money from his currently operating company to pay off debts from a defunct company, the definition uh, in some ways of a Ponzi scheme. Uh, potential jurors, though, couldn't get past the drug price hiking thing. Uh, HuffPo provided uh, some of the transcripts of j the jury selection process this past week. And here are some samples that uh, which prove that if you're so publicly a bag of dicks, it's going... <laughs> to be difficult to have people treat you as though you aren't a bag of dicks. Um, so juror number one said, I'm aware of the defendant and I hate him. I think, I think he's a greedy little man. The court responded, jurors are, jurors are obligated to decide the case based only on the evidence. Do you agree? Juror number one, I don't know if I could. I wouldn't want me on this jury. <laughs> juror number 47, he's the most hated man in America. In my opinion, he equates with Bernie Madoff with the drugs for pregnant women going from 15 to seven, $750. And I don't know what exactly drug he's referring to. My parents are in their 80s. They're struggling to pay for their medication. My mother was telling me yesterday how my father's cancer drug is $9,000 a month. So he's, he's not buying it. Uh, juror number 52, when I walked in here today, I looked at him and in my head, that's, and in my head, that's a snake. Not knowing who he was. I just walked in, looked right at him, <laughs> and that's a snake. So he didn't even know the guy. He was like, resting like D-bag face. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I have a quick question. Yeah. So you have to be tried by a jury of peers. Yes. So you just need an, a, a jury of bags. <laughs> Where do we find them? I don't know. I, I think that's oh. not really the definition of jury of peers. But. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like that's what the, that's all I got. I'm not a lawyer, yeah. but yeah, that might be the <laughs> only. A, no, I'm not a lawyer. That might be. Are you, Miss Juror Number One, a complete bag of dick? <laughs> Dude, there's players though. Just hit up Tinder. You can find a jury in no time at all. <laughs> I'm gonna be bleeping out a lot of things here. Okay. Um, yeah. Juror Number Seventy Seven, you'd have to convince me he was innocent rather than guilty. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, let's see. Jur yeah, juror number 144, I heard through the news of how the defendant changed the price of pill of a pill by upselling it. I heard he bought an album from, from the Wu-Tang Clan for a million dollars. The court. The question is, have you heard anything that would affect your ability to decide this case with an open mind? Can you do that? Juror number 144, I don't think I can because he looks kind of like a <laughs> Yes. Also, he dis also he disrespected the Wu Tang Clan, so he's got that going. Against yes, him. that was another. That was juror number fifty nine. So they made oh. it to one hundred and forty four jurors. They wow. they dismissed they need like what twelve. They dismissed mm -hmm. two hundred jurors. I don't know if that's a big number or not. Like they didn't. That wasn't in context for me. I don't know how many they mm -hmm. they spoke with. I mean, they could have spoke to a thousand. Who I you know who knows. I think they would probably no. Actually, no. This doesn't make any sense because a jury is thirteen. Yeah. people yeah, right yeah, so they spoke right. to 200 at least 213 people oh wow so I'm surprised they yeah. got 13 try to try to keep your d-bag uh <laughs> tendencies in check yeah. if you're going to get charged with a crime i mean just on, saying yeah on one hand like it is the basis of our justice system to give everyone a fair trial um trial on exactly what they are being charged with and that's obviously not happening here but on the other hand 
You're very surprised about medication like a million times. There's badger. There's people who are suffering because of that. There's lots of people who yes. are going to suffer and might as well die and might die without that medication. And you are not on the jury. You're absolutely you're absolutely right. I mean, um, you know, this is this was not a laughing matter, and yet, yeah. If anybody oh, deserves no, no, no. to it's be laugh- treated, it's a laughing matter, all right. Those those quotes were priceless. Yes, they're awesome. Good job, jurors. Yeah. You guys, um, want to talk about anything else? Um, in Iowa, it's if you don't have a tattoo permit and are not in a licensed tattoo establishment, it's illegal to tattoo anyone, even yourself. I called up Debbie from the tattoo program. She said, you can't tattoo anyone, whether it's yourself or your aunt, without a tattoo permit. It's illegal. Are you going to get a tattoo permit? Is this your goal? I think she was going to tattoo somebody. I'm confused. I'm, I can either I don't know if she got a tattoo. I'm not going to confirm or deny anything because now I know that it's against <laughs> Iowa law. <laughs> but... Oh! <laughs> But y'all know. Wait a minute. I know what this is about. If I wasn't in Iowa when I I did it, like, does it count? I don't think it counts. Then it probably it does not count. As long as that state, different state's law. As long as that that state has had a different law, you might want to research. Just don't say what state it was. Or yeah. Go somewhere like or, yeah. Nebraska, Montana. I feel like they have less laws about that. Yeah. Yes, but that's you do I'm sure you that want in Nebraska. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that Montana is big on yeah. on tattooing. But like this, I know that this comes right after we discuss about cigarettes and everything. But I believe that it's my right as a free as a free red blooded American to make really stupid decisions that hurt only myself. And I I support you <laughs> or whoever we're talking about in that in that right. Yeah. And that is our show. Oh, wait, wait, Dave, can I just say one thing? Yes. In 45 minutes, I have my last exam of med school. In 15 minutes, I have my first exam <laughs> yes! of med school. Perfect. Oh, my so... God. It's like the circle ends and the circle begins. That's so cute. In 15 minutes, I have another lecture I'm probably going to sleep through. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Made it. Well, I haven't passed this exam yet, so mm-hmm. I haven't made it yet, guys. I'm but... a, what, what exam is it? Ortho. The ortho. fact that you're here oh, means you're thing. probably feeling okay. <laughs> can you just act or like just a... don't care anymore. <laughs> Don't you just act like a bro and it's possible yeah. and, and pass the test I, that way? Yeah, isn't that the of only qualification of Ortho? Unlimited pizza last night instead of studying for this exam. Well, congratulations on getting this far, and if you Both get you. and if you pass the exam and thus can leave med school at some point in the distant in the near future, distant nearish. Congratulations again <laughs> for that. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me, guys. And thank you, listeners, for making us a part of your week. If you like what you heard today, you can talk about it or just about anything else you like in our new Facebook group, The Short Coat, the Short Coat Student Lounge. I'm going to have to learn how to say it. Use it as a place to share questions with us, ideas, resources, recommendations, whatnot, just like Kayla did. Uh, if you don't like what you heard today, I don't care. Or if you had... I'm, I'm just kidding. I care very deeply. I care very deeply. Let us know in the comments on our Facebook page or in any other way. And if way. you listen to any old episodes, you will know that Dave actually cares. I do care. He really cares. He every time I get, every on the on the rare occasions that we've gotten negative comments, I have cried. Oh, also Dave, I'm caught up on all my Shortcut Podcast episodes, so I'm back to having listened to every episode in existence of the Shortcut Podcast. Wow, you really have so. been procrastinating. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh my God. Or she just really loved her high quality program. All right, well, okay. Or that. <laughs> if you have a suggestion for something we should talk about or seek barely informed sleep addled advice, you can send those things to the Shortcuts at G email.com or leave us a message at 347-SHORT-CT. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox and our closing music is by Argo Fox. Talk to you in one week. Bye.